This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever gonna need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of The Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of episodes. And then we broke down all 24 episodes of the spinoff, The Golden Palace, but we ran out of those episodes too. So now we're super excited to bring you Golden Topics, which is where we talk about our own life experiences that tie into the stories of The Golden Girls. Sometimes we'll have a guest on and sometimes it'll just be Carrie and I, which, you know, of course, we're fun, but it will always be golden. Yes. And I'm so excited for our very first episode of Golden Topics. Uh, you're all going to hear a really great conversation that we had with Gabrielle and Paula V of the What Are Friends For podcast, which is also on the Hoo Ha Network. So like there is synergy happening. So much synergy. Every time I hear the name of their podcast, I always think of the song by Bette Midler, but you got to have friends. Oh, see, because I think of that's what friends are for. Oh, that's, that's a good about. one too. Yeah. I like to keep it up tempo. Sure, like absolutely. Have, the, the what are friends like the, you know, the, the, the or you got to have friends. It's like a it's like a fun walking song. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, it's a very good walking song. You're out walking and you're like, you're right. Yeah, I got to have friends. But actually, <laughs> on the original album, which the 50th anniversary of that album is this year, is November of this year. And there are two versions of it. One that is very up-tempo and fun. And one that is actually quite sad. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I know. You have to take no. a listen to it. All right. I'll have to take a listen to it. Uh, so for this very first cold, <laughs> we can't topic, even do, we can't, this is how unhinged we are. We, we can't, can't even, even get through an intro without, without going off the rails. Oh, well. Um, so this was such a fun conversation. We talked about Barbara Thorndike mm. and our own experiences mm. with like the discomfort that comes along with disliking your friend's friend and how you kind of navigate those waters and how it's like a oh, little really bad. And also just yeah. how Barbara Thorndike is the worst, but also like the best. Oh, she's the best. Uh, we worst. also uh, in this conversation, we talked about times when a friend has given us bad advice, just like Blanche has done with literally all of the women in so many episodes. Like, mm. 
I took an 84-year-old woman and turned her into a 65-year-old drag queen. Then I said to myself, Blanche, too much rouge. So <laughs> moments it's, like that. Uh, for the record, as, as a drag queen that is not 65, but I will say to you all, there is no such thing as too much rouge. Ever. <laughs> ever. I love blush. I really do. I have, if you, I, you can't see, but I have a whole cart that has a whole layer that is just different shades of pink and red blushes. I believe it. I, blush is beautiful. I am obsessed with blush. I'm obsessed with blush as eyeshadow. I'm obsessed with blush as lip, the putting a matte lip on. I'm obsessed with blush. Oh, you're going to have to give me your tips on how to use blush in other ways. I just use it the old fashioned way. Do you ever put blush on when you're putting just blush on normal, the old fashioned way? Do you ever sometimes put a little at the end of your nose or the no. little, a, a, just, a, just a smidge on your, on your chin? No. You should just do, just do it like, especially if it's like a, like a shimmery one, just, mm -hmm. put, like a, just put like maybe just like a, just a small little dash on your okay. nose and All it right. will make your nose shine and you, people will see, but you don't want to look like Rudolph. Like right. don't go crazy. Right. You know what I mean, just, just a little smidge. All right. That's that's now. This is two times off the rails. <laughs> well, it actually made me want to also suggest that, that you take highlighter and you do the same thing on your chin and your nose. And you the just, highlighter I've heard of that yes. makes sense. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the the last line of the scripted <laughs> intro that I've written, which is, and of course we'll be playing clips from the Golden Girls in these episodes. That was all. <laughs> Should we get to our chat? Yes, it was such a great conversation. And uh, um, yeah, I, well, I, I feel like before, they're, they're... We, before we go to the chat, we should mention that yet, like Carrie said, we are all a part of the hoo ha ha family. And if you would like to find out more great podcasts and other content that hoo ha ha is putting out, you can go to their website, you can go to all their social channels, which of course, we're, we're tagged on all of them. And so like, you can just go and check all those things out. And all of the other great things that Hoo Ha Ha is doing. I did a show with them a couple of um, months ago for Pride. I think it was Pride. I forget what it was. And so much fun. They're just such a, Hoo Ha is such a great, great, great just group of people who are putting out great things by women and people of, on the full gender spectrum. And it's, it's really wonderful to see that kind of like voice out there in the world. And I think today's podcast is a great example of that. Yeah, it was a great conversation. So yeah, we'll take a quick break and then we'll jump right into our fantastic conversation with uh, Gabrielle and Paula V. They were so lovely and I feel like new friends of ours that I just, I can't wait yeah. to talk to them again. We had such yeah. a blast. Yeah, and then, and also you can DM me for, for blush advice if you need it, I have it. That too. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, 
You want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And Paula V, welcome. We are so excited to uh-huh. have you on Out of Malanai today. And we were welcome, excited welcome. to be on your podcast, What Are Friends For? Also on Hoo Ha Ha. Yes, it's just one big happy family, aren't we? Really? We <laughs> yes, really the Hoo Ha Ha of it all. So, you know, The Golden Girls, it's, it's obviously a show about female friendships. So we'd like to know, you know, how long have the two of you been friends? And what's like the dynamic that your fans get to see on your podcast? Uh, Gabrielle, you want to start us off? Yes, I'd like to also introduce my tiger. Yes, I my love shoulder. your tiger. Tiger is also yes. my friend. Yes, we to love come bold on. prints. We do. Yes, a bold, a bold like it's kind of like a patch. You know, it's like just mm-hmm. this little ironed-on patch. Not my friend though, like Pallavi. Pallavi and I have known each other since the end of our college days. We did summer stock together for all those thespians out there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Matter. Um, and it was. High School Musical, duh! I played Gabriella and Pallavi. Who did you play? Taylor, her best friend. <laughs> and um, we were not friends. That's the hilarity of that whole chapter of our relationship: is we were not friends. We didn't try to be friends. We stuck to our corners, and we acted. And I did save her on stage when she busted her knee, but wow. that still didn't earn my friendship. That's fine, because we even saw each other in New York. We were aspiring Broadway actors that's what we ultimately initiated that was the first priority of our new york careers and um we would see each other randomly either at a at an astoria fair and just didn't know what to say to each other or in an audition room which is the worst time like whenever you're like in your early (laughs) 20s and just like a hungry thirsty actor and you're just like watching all the bitches come in the waiting room (laughs) just like oh god there's quality oh god yeah She's so good. Shit. It's like when you see someone at Walgreens and you're buying something intimate and you don't want to see them. That's what I imagine that's like. You know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> it is an intimate feeling. <laughs> yeah. Like the things that the I, the links that I have gone to avoid people at Target seeing me buy like Q-tips. Like, of course, I buy. It's not an embarrassing thing to buy, but I just don't want to see someone with Q-tips in my cart or toilet paper. I don't get it. It's bad. No, yeah. that's basically defining my vulnerability at an audition room. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, we did run it. Like she said, she alluded to running into each other at a street fair once. And I was with my sister and I think, I don't know who you were with. I think a couple of other friends probably. And um, and she walked and we did that thing where it's just like, hey, what are you working on right now? Not much. Yeah. Oh my okay. God. Hey, well, we should get together. Totally. Yeah. We should totally get together. Okay. All right. Good to see you. Bye. And then oh, I just no, turned to my happen. sister and I said, I don't know why I said I was going to hang out with her. What am I? Gonna, what am I going to say to her? I've had that. So wait. I've had that conversation often with my boyfriend when he'll when he'll be like, "You're never going to hang out with them," and I'm like, "I know, but it was nice. <laughs> I'm making it nice." 
It's definitely a polite thing to say. Have you, I've done this where people, I know they're just being polite and they go like, oh my God, like they text me because they need something and they're like, let's totally hang out soon. I miss you. And I'm always like, great. How's Thursday? (laughs) And they usually just don't respond. Crickets. (laughs) Crickets. And then they don't respond. They don't respond. Well, not all of them, but some of them have done that. My, I have a friend who is in this situation now and it's, it, it kind of bothers me where when I ask, how are you doing? And I get that work is a part of our lives, but we're in different like professions and he will respond with like literal things that he's working on. And I'm like, like the pitch, the resume, Yeah, I don't care whatever you're doing at work. I'm asking you how you are in your life. How are are you you doing? Did you see a movie lately? Like what'd you eat last night? Like, these are the things I want to know. I don't care that Amazon turned you down. Okay. So wait. (laughs) But I want to get back to you. So how did the two of you go from this very like surfacey exchange of like, yeah, hi, whatever. Yeah, I'll never see you again to where you are today. Like, how did that growth happen? Well, I I don't know that I, yeah, well, I don't know if I want to like speak for her on this and I think it'll lead (laughs) into what she's probably about to share. But um, like, I think it's, I think we both still had a mutual respect for each other's hustle and how, what, what the walls were, like we knew the walls were there and we weren't necessarily trying to penetrate them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I, sh- I feel like that's a good preface for what she's probably about. Which to is share. the next chapter when I was like, Pallavi has a great hustle. I'm going to get her to join me this on this MLM I'm doing. Do you, Do you know, know what an MLM, MLM is? I, no, what is yeah, it? What I was waiting that? for Ajala to ask. Not, I, I, refu- a, I refuse to admit and I refuse to agree that it's a pyramid scheme. Oh, oh, oh. what were you trying to sell her? <laughs> the dream, Ajala, the dream. My next boyfriend once tried, my, the guy who I lost. Was my, it LuLaRoe? Tried to sell me Windows. Well, it wasn't Windows. It was healthy, nutritional products. Still use the vitamins. Thank you, Shackley, for all of the done. I, bo- both of us, you know, rose up. But anyway, we became business partners in a really funny way in, in New York. The hustle for me as an actor was just getting kind of, you know, gross and stale and rabid. And so, like, I was able to make money <laughs> in a very different way. And Paula V, I was like, she's vegan. She'll, she'll get into this. And then she said yes. And then we actually... I know, I know, Pallavi. I honored your hustle. And I said, I don't actually know this person and she'll probably say no because maybe she's just like, she's just so smart and so dedicated. And she looked at it and she was like, I'll come back to you about it. I'll give you an answer like in a couple of months because I'm going to Australia for months. And then she said yes. And then we hung out from a business standpoint which turned into the uh, actually legitimate relationship through friendship because we were both, we were not like, we weren't talking with to each other or with like a, like a specific agenda in mind. We were actually like trying to help each other out. It was, it's strange. Passive income worked in our favor. And I have to say after that, I think with, with maturity and just, you know, getting just a lot of years of New York on us, we finally just had time to hang out. And I hadn't learned how to actually in, have intentional hangout with people. I had to always be business centric with the hangout. If not, I was just going to go home. Like I didn't understand how to function in a non-business. Like if, if you would have, HL, if you would have texted me that 15 years ago, I would have said like, hey, you want to buy this vitamin? Yeah. Like that's what I was said. I'm selling vitamins. And like, and like I wouldn't have told you that answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lock on Facebook message. And so um, it became a happy accident. Like it became a really good friendship. 
And then I moved to Los Angeles with a gig and Pallavi ended up moving about two years into that. Yeah. And that's when I I called her. Yeah. And that's when I called her, you know, I think we might've alluded to this when you were on our show is like, you know, I called her and I said, so, um, it looks like we are moving to LA permanently. And she was like, Pallavi, we're going to have babies together. And, (laughs) and, um, I was like, yeah, we are. <laughs> yes. and we are totally going to, you know, cause I think like, you know, it, it's, it's so interesting. And I can remember actually one of the first true like friendship conversations we had after like we had decided we were going to make money with each other. And we were talking and she like just decided, I don't know if I've ever told you this, Gabrielle, it's like, you sort of just confided in me about a breakup you were going through. And mm. I was just like, I was like, this chick has never told me anything like that before. <laughs> so I don't know something about like, not not needing something from each other, I guess. I like, honestly think also it's maturity, but also yeah. maturity. Like it just yeah. we needed some time, and I'm so glad it we let it marinate for a couple of years. And Los Angeles for me, doing New York for nine, almost ten. I almost hit the ten year mark, but I I felt like I didn't. I saw, I was able to look back for a second, and I was like I didn't make deep friendships with mm-hmm. X Y and Z person. And I was like, but I really like that person, but I don't think they know it you know, or I didn't make time for them. And so when Pallavi moved to Los Angeles, there was this big cerebral, you know, core decision to be like, I'm gonna intend to hang out with her. Los Angeles is way harder, but also I have more time than I did on Broadway. And so I was able to intentionally reserve time, like, hey, how about Thursday at four? And she said, yes. And so there was even a moment that was extremely honorable for me, Pallavi. confessions here on this podcast i don't know if i if i told you but like when you said you have friends here right and i was like yeah and she's like i would like to meet your friends i need to make friends here oh that's got it that's so important i'm that person for when people come to my city is that i might not have time or want to hang out because i just don't like hanging out half the time but i will introduce you to everybody i know i will give you Mm -hmm my, if this was 1960 something, my Rolodex and please go have fun, make friends, do crazy things, send me pictures, just don't invite me because I'm probably not gonna come. But that was, I felt like that was such a risky ask for me. Like, that's so cool to hear HLN because like not not everybody thinks that way, right? It's like, you know, not everybody feels that way because like they feel like their cocoon is like, you know, they don't wanna let it, they don't wanna share because yeah. it's so, it's so private, you know what I mean? And so like, that was a risky ask. Cause I was like, I didn't want, again, the fear is that I didn't want her to ever think I was using her, but I was just like, really honest. It was just like, mm-hmm. can I, can I be friends with your friends? Well, but it's, but it's also like in a weird way. I mean, I have this with, I mean, we have Carrie and I have this, but also with like my friends, I do this other podcast called you're making it worse with LA Glazer and Brent Sullivan. And like, we often talk about like how, we we're at different we're all in sort of similar aspects of our careers and similar you know similar stages of our careers and all those things and we've been that way for like the past 15 years those are my friends from new york that i knew from new york that are my family now here in los angeles and they're my anchors and all of those things and we talk about how we have this sort of creative community that it's a it is a tight circle where we are the creative community and we're all sort of leaning on each other in different times and different spaces and one person's working on a tv show so they might have access to things that maybe could help me or if I'm working on a thing, I might have access to help them. It's sort of like this weird, but it is a very tight circle, but it's not like exclusive necessarily, but it is important to have those people that like 
you can lean on creatively, professionally to be like, you're my community. You're the people I'm going to go on this career ride with that also is a part of my life. And thus you are my life. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. a, it's a weird dance, but they're so important. Those people are really important. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like the, the, in a nutshell, the me cute. Oh, that's a, it's a very nice meet cute. Um, all right. I think maybe we'll dive into our first golden topic. This is the very first golden topic about in the Lanai. I'm so excited. Uh, which is what to do when you dislike one of your best friend's friends. Now, fans of the Golden Girls are very familiar with one of the most iconic guest star characters in the history of the show. She's someone everyone loves to hate. From season three, episode 15, Dorothy's new friend. Of course, I'm talking about Barbara Thorndike, no, a yeah. writer. She's snooty. She's uppity. She's condescending. Met her Dorothy in real likes life. Her. She's not as bad, guys. Yes. Wonderful. Yes, you met her in real life. Humble. What a brag. <laughs> uh, Dorothy likes her because she, too, is an intellectual. She likes having a friend she can discuss literature with, which she can't really do with Blanche and Rose. Barbara is super rude to Blanche and Rose. She treats them like idiots. Blanche and Rose don't like her, which sucks because Rose and Blanche love Dorothy. And we don't, you know, they don't really know what to do about it. Um, so we'll end up, we'll play some clips uh, from this episode so you guys can hear from Barbara. She sucks. But in the meantime, I feel like maybe we've all been in this position before at some point in our lives where you've had this like uncomfortable thing. You don't like a friend of a friend. Um, yeah. Paula V is this, is this, this resonating? Is this, you, you got, you got a tail? Yeah. Paula yeah. V, who are my friends do not like? <laughs> I think what I think where Gabrielle and I have had conversations is where like, you know, we do meet these friends and like, we can, we can understand why the other, like, Gab I can understand why Gabrielle and this person are getting along but I feel like I'm trying so hard. And so like, mm. I am always like, I feel like I've been in situations where some of Gabrielle's friends, like, I feel like I should just give up. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I'm not, or like less than, but not like, like they've insulted me. I just feel like I won't, it's not happening. So like, you know, maybe that's just something, something for her. And so it, the real work comes from like having to not be jealous of it. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. Being jealous of it. It just doesn't help. It doesn't help anybody. And then sharing that space with that person to go do things the way, the way Dorothy says, I, I, I have a note. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I want to quote her correctly. Yeah. Cause Golden Girls ah. fans insist they trust me. They will get, yes, here it you is. didn't say that the right way. <laughs> <laughs> I love us. Is it I, love us. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. You bet. I wrote it down. Is it too much to ask my best friends to respect my right to have different interests and different people in my life? And then she storms out. Yeah. And it's like, how brave for you to call them yeah. out to like, say like, back off. Yeah, <laughs> I like this person and I don't need your, I don't need your approval. Yeah. So that's something for me that has been so weird. Cause for me in my experience, I have a friend that I don't like to hang out with my husband. Oh. because the way that person talks down to him wait in front of you in a group setting <gasps> now in my perspective it's talking down oh in my perspective i'm become territorial well yeah and, and in my perspective that's my husband you know what i mean what do you do in those situations 
So what I have decided, Paula knows all the tea. So we'll give this person an alias name. We'll give this person uh, what name? Paul or Barbara. Barbara. So Barb, <laughs> you know, it. The conversation for me gets. Um, well, I guess because they're both like on a high intellect that I usually oh. don't get to at a bar setting. Do they you know, know it? And, Do they know it? Are they aware? Are and they, they know. I mean, I would think I would be. Polly knows both people, so yes, I would say they both know it. That's the so word. the intellect battle becomes just like you know one one to one, and then there's four other people there, and they start topping each other, and then there becomes a moment where I feel like with my partner that that my partner's being insulted, yeah, or talked down to and so the bottom line is which i love what golden girls does over and over and over is like you love your friends for who they are mm. and if they're still worth being in your life then you work with that without yeah. feeling taken advantage of toxicity if yes there are things that are like cut the cord you gotta go but with this person is a genuinely wonderful beautiful person barbara that i finally decided when i hang out with barbara I have to hang out with Barbara, like, well, without my husband, Philip, yeah. but also like in not a one-to-one -one dinner drink conversation, let's go to an, a, like, um, an orchestra, uh, like, you know, let's go to the Hollywood bowl oh, where we yeah. can talk a little bit. And then we both watch something artistically. Let's go to, um, let's go to a hike where it, maybe it can get a little one-on-one, -on -one, but there's something to do that's active versus like sitting there and talking to each other that can get yeah. for me. I get bothered. I don't know if either of them get bothered, which is the hilarious part of the whole thing. <laughs> no, but now, I mean, do, do you discuss this with your husband? Like, have you had, no, have you oh, acknowledged yeah. this? Yeah. With your husband. Yes, and what, yes. what does, what are his thoughts about he it? He doesn't feel the same way. Wow. Oh, he doesn't find it annoying at all. I don't think so. Maybe because they're just smart. Both of them are smarter than me. <laughs> but, oh, wow. But there is, off on him. Holly, what do you think? You know, well, both what, people I know, well. what I know, what I know of Philip is that he gets a, he gets a rise out of getting other people, like when other people get a rise, like, it's like, <laughs> he, he's like, he's like, Ooh, I'm like challenging this person. And they're sort of challenging me too. Let me see how far I can push this, you know, like, <laughs> like, you know, it. and that sort of thing. It's like, that's very uncomfortable depending on who else is in the room. <laughs> right, like at a four top, you know, and so yeah. there, so there comes. You've waited like, tables. You've waited tables. Second. Well, tell. yeah, I'm just like, babe, just don't. Yeah, I'm like, like a four top. This is yeah. not. This is not the setting. This is not the setting. Like this yeah. is maybe lounge or like after everyone leaves the party and we're all sitting on the couch and like other people yeah. can go talk about other things and not just listen to you both talk, and then I start taking things personally. Do you and, like a, a different take on this? Because this is when I see this. I instantly identify with Blanche and and Rose. Not so much. I don't think they care about you know Dorothy having other friends. But I relate to if my friend is friends with someone that is that I deem despicable or horrible. Then what does that? What am I missing from my friend? What does that say about my friend? Mm -hmm. Does that change our friendship then? That I am somehow missing that they'd be friends with someone like this because i have that with a lot of friends where mm -hmm. i think they're fine and everything but then they start either dating someone or hanging out with someone and i'm like that dude is such a dud so dumb why <laughs> why are you hanging out with this person he makes you uncool yeah i think that's another layer of this conversation right because one of the things that we're diving into in a future episode this season is like when we don't like somebody's partner mm. and that i think is sometimes harder than that i don't like your friend yeah. right it's like 
that that's hard. That's hard. <laughs> yeah, but but what one of the good things I will say about that situation, not good things, but when they eventually do break up, because let's be real, it happens all the time, that uh, you can have that moment <laughs> where be like, I hated them from the beginning. And I got the oh, yeah, that always comes out. Show it like, yeah, I'm except gonna... then they, when they, then when they get back together, the two mm-hmm. cases out of the tube at that mm-hmm. point, you've said I've always hated them. And then when they inevitably get back together, <laughs> now that's there. But like, you got to say your piece. I understand. I, I did think... that recently with a friend and it felt so good. I, I laid out a examples i was keeping a note in my phone of examples of things that i hated have you ever tried to tell that person about the partner and they just wouldn't listen now they were listening yes i did it was at raisin yeah. canes and it was it was a moment where this partner insisted that raisin canes that chicken tender place was amazing just delicious <laughs> and so we drove because it was before in los angeles they had one in burbank so we drove to fucking hour an hour outside the city to go to this chicken tender place it's a restaurant that serves chicken tenders 7-eleven serves chicken tenders that are i i think raisin canes is probably better than 7-eleven chicken tenders but it's a chicken tender go to costco get a big bag air fryer have a good day like you don't need to drive an hour out for this thing and this boyfriend that it was a dud insisted that raisin canes was worth it i went out there for soggy fries mediocre chicken tenders but a delicious iced tea and i said to them the only thing good here is the delicious iced tea the boyfriend did not like me but that was fine because he was obsessed with drag and he wanted like access to the queens i knew so whatever he was he, he put up with me but mm-hmm. i still was like this place is mediocre and that was my way of being like this dude is mediocre he, he made us drive an hour for chicken tenders <laughs> you can't i really have to about chicken tenders <laughs> I think too, like one aspect of it is if you find yourself in a situation where maybe you're only going to like meet that person once, like your friend's terrible friend, cause they're in town from out of town and you just have to like get through the hangout. Mm. And it's so hard to pretend to like that person. I had um, a, a friend of mine um, who we went out to lunch at Italy and his like best friend from high school was in town and he was like, can he join? And I was like, great. So we get there and this guy's, you know, seems nice, whatever. Our server comes over, takes our order. She leaves and he leans in and this dude was like, we'll also call him Barbara, Barb. And Barb was like, "Um, did you guys notice how much um, makeup the server had on and how like her um, foundation totally doesn't match her skin tone and you can just like see like the line and- Oh no, kept going kept going um <laughs> like 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 did she did, did she look in a mirror before she left today just being a total piece of shit and this was like the drinks the drink order had just been taken so oh, like we no. were stuck at lunch and he just proceeded to be the most just like misogynistic oh. disgusting human being it was so hard for me to like I, in retrospect, I'm like, I should have just gotten up and left, but wow. I didn't want this uncomfortable moment. And I feel like, like a really shitty woman for not doing that. Um, but I will say I saw this dude, I didn't hang out with him, but I, I saw Barbara from afar, like a year later at this party. And, um, he, no joke was wearing a time's up shirt. <sighs> oh no. Well, I, I oh, think I like that genuinely. Genuinely, like one of those people who are like, 
I'm, I'm acting like I'm a feminist. A like, I'm like yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. But when I'm with a close group of friends, I'm going to make a, a really negative comment down. about a woman's appearance and tear people down. He was an absolute piece of shit. Uh, and I did tell my friend afterwards, I was like, Hey, your boy sucks. Like you got to cut that dude out of your life. Yeah. Time's and up on like, him. Yeah, well, and he didn't like, and I think maybe a little bit, he was like, maybe in denial a little bit, because I repeated what this guy said to the server at the restaurant. And he was like, really? Wow. No, I don't remember him saying that. I'm like, mm, oh, no. I don't know how you could have missed it. Um, they, they yeah, probably get it a lot. They're numb to it at this point. Yeah, but the, it all just sort of having to stomach that lunch and sit through it um, and, and having to sort of maybe pretend to like this person. Um, I think it, I, I think it would uh, cue our, our very first audio clip with, with Barbara Thorndike um, mm-hmm. from the episode of the golden girls, where you can sort of see uh, Blanche and Rose also trying to be polite with her, but uh, clearly they don't like her. I'll go get the after dinner drinks. Barbara, I picked up your first novel the other day. Ah, yes. So dark the waves on Biscayne Bay. I've grown so much as a writer. Horrible title. I should hope so. (laughs) No, it's all right. Did you have a problem with my book, dear? Yes, as a matter of fact, I did. All those waves, big waves, <laughs> little waves, dark waves rolling in, page after page. I had to take a Dramamine to get through chapter three. <laughs> Blanche, the waves are a metaphor. You see, a metaphor. I know what a metaphor is, dear. I'm not a dummy. <laughs> Blanche, what's a metaphor? <laughs> Oh my God. I mean, how great is it? I am fully, this is okay. This is me. Just so you y'all know, I, and Carrie probably knows this very well about me. I can immediately turn into a jackass if I need to do something for someone else. Like I will be the Mm. person that someone leaves the party being like, can you believe that piece of shit? Because I was (laughs) trying to like get back at someone for fucking over my friend or doing something. Like I will, I am fully okay with people hating me. It's one of those things. I think, no, I think, I think you should think of yourself as a bulldog. Okay, I like that. Bull. Yeah, a French bulldog. I think bulldog. you should think of your real. French bulldog. <laughs> like, you're just like, Yeah, just, I will. I just see, no, I'm here, bitch, and yeah, back off. I'm I got so her. Blanche in this moment. Don't, no, don't fuck with don't. me. Don't, yeah. No. I totally can see that for you. That happened to me recently this weekend. Oh. I went on a sorority sister retreat slash reunion. Yes, oh. I am actually that person. I sometimes forget. And uh, these friends, I mean, I haven't seen like 15 years all in one place. Wow. No, not, I would say all of us in in totality didn't invite everyone to each other's weddings. Like, like we're not that kind of friendship, but it was nice just to get together. We hadn't seen each other. Everyone has babies, like that kind of thing. And we all went on this beautiful boat, like cruise thing at the border of Oregon and Washington. And we were having such wonderful giggly moments, reminiscing and just laughing and having a great time. <laughs> And we couldn't remember a name of a woman that we went to college with. And I, I can't remember. I still can't remember her name now. But let's say it's Jessica. And so finally, we, we, you know, we brought the joke of Jessica back when we got up from the table. And there was a lady behind us, you know, Carrie, at a two-top. And she <laughs> was pretty miserable the whole time. She was complaining about her food. She wanted three more margaritas. Like, she just sounded miserable, like, when I could catch her. But then she mocked us going, Jessica. Oh my God, I would have gone insane. 
I would have left. I would have gotten in a Yeah. All of us heard it. And then you could tell, like, as the friends that we are, who is who, like, what we do on What Are Friends For? Like, what kind of friend are you? You know, I am the bulldog in that situation because they were all like, okay, like, we were getting up anyway to get on the bridge and look at, take photos, whatever. Yeah. And some people ignored it. Some people got uncomfortable. And I gave her the lazy eye. (laughs) I was just turned over and I was like, bitch, I heard you and keep your misery to yourself. Like, I didn't say that, but that was my lazy i was like i just want to let you know i heard you yeah and shut the fuck up like mm-hmm. <laughs> just oh that's amazing so I, i'm also a french bulldog yeah i love that i love that i think i love that that's so perfect i have left like i've literally gone with friends and we have ghosted parties just because something went bad or someone did something and then everyone's like where'd they leave like literally it's like an eight person party and we're gone it's kind of incredible I love it. Fuck up. Also, Gabrielle, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you are a Dorothy because if you yes. have watched the Golden Girls, you know that Dorothy Spornak, B. Arthur, can say so much with a look, especially yeah. when it's especially when it's with that kind of attitude. Yeah. So, yeah. no, uh, I would, I do, I do, I, I feel like I resonate in that dynamic for sure. In the Dorothy space, Dorothy, Dorothy all the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, Paul, what about you? Who are you? Oh, you know what? I probably have a little sprinkling of, I I think I actually baseline am Dorothy as well, because um, I just don't have a lot of, Sophia. like I I just, yeah, I just don't have a lot of, you you think so? Am I more Sophia? Sophia? Oh, okay. Because why Pallavi? Sophia is very similar to Dorothy in that respect though, I will say. Yeah. I mean, I would always say that like, I think I, I thrive on being just left of center. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) um, And I'm more and more like walking into that and and so I feel like you know with that with uh, the sarcasm is probably the same. <laughs> um, but I was just thinking in that conversation, Gabrielle, that like I just did think of somebody that you are friends with that I <gasps> dislike. Oh, I'm so glad you thought through. <gasps> Who? Tell us. Who's yes. Barbara? Who's your Barbara? Um, well, let's just put it this way: it's like the equivalent of like the over, like the snooty intellectual is like the the woke police. You know, the woke police. Yeah. <laughs> The woke police. Oh, this I, person is definitely the woke police. Um, I haven't hung out. I have, they have actually, to be fair, I think that the group in general, even though like the pandemic has kept us from like being able to hang out in person, I think after this interaction, this person wasn't really invited to the group things <laughs> because I think everybody felt that way. And like, even now, I think maybe you have like, you no, know, yes. c- certain people have like specific, do you know who I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah. Barbara. Bar- like based. Yeah. So Barbara, so this particular thing is like, we were talking, we were trying to celebrate somebody, a friend won like an award, right? Like won an award and we wanted to go over and like, you know, celebrate with this friend who won an award. And we were like having a bullshit conversation about like the bachelorette, like we, it was like, or the bachelor and like, you know, and that, I don't watch the show, but like somebody made the mistake. And again, like they weren't trying to be condescending. It was like, oh, it's like, oh yeah, all the girls on the show this season. And and this, you know, Barbara took that one word and like decided to attack this person and be oh. like, well, first of all, let's not infantilize them and call them girls. And I was like, I, what just happened? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, are we, are we doing that? Like nobody said anything. <laughs> they just like, yeah, you know, that's coming in real it's hot. Like, yeah, it's real. It was she came about in real hot <laughs> of all things. <laughs> I mean, that's like straight people's drag race. Like, calm down. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and then, because because my response to those situations is like, yes, should we 
get away from calling grown women girls. Yes. Yeah, probably. But like in the in when somebody says it for the first time and not even in a derogatory way, not commenting on them, like, you know, they were just saying like, oh, all the girls on the show, you know, something it was it really was like a, a nothing conversation about The Bachelor. Yeah. And um, and she just decided to flip out. And and in those moments, I think to myself, when the woke police show up, not in just that conversation where, but like anywhere, when the woke police show up, I'm just like, don't, don't you know that we're all on the same team here? Like yeah. we're friends, right? Like, don't we know we're on the same team? Like, yeah. we need to, you know, yeah. like my favorite you know thing about the woke police <laughs> is that oftentimes, and this is just being in, in my world that I live in, I have, you know, my boyfriend, he's, he's, he's a person of color. I have a lot of sort of just like immediate family members. And what I find is that a lot of times in our circles, it is the well-meaning woke police white person who will immediately correct someone, like a, 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 someone who is a minority on a minority. And it's like, maybe, maybe, maybe you should just have that as a private conversation and having this be the group conversation of having the, <laughs> the lecture here like because maybe you should maybe listen a little bit more because of your privilege and just sit back have a little, have just sit back it's fine it's okay to be quiet it's it's okay. like what do you but what do you think like for instance like do you think barbara was going through something was taking out on the ladies oh wait mm. you're talking about barbara Thor the actual real barbara, barbara. Thorndeck or the real actual in, barbara, in the real okay. barbara. Well, i don't know i don't know real barbara <laughs> I I think Barbara hates herself. I do think Barbara hates herself. Yeah, that's the read I'm getting. She's to. I think she's a very unhappy person. Yeah. When you're yeah. when you when when more when multiple people are talking about you um, now on a podcast, you know that other people are probably talking about Barbara too. Like it's not yeah. just us. Like other people are having these conversations about Barbara, which then means that. It's probably something inherent in Barbara that is not well, is not happy, is not, mm -hmm. you know, in a good place. And so because when we're not in a good place, those things then manifest them in the behaviors that we do. Like I remember a couple of years ago and listeners, they all know this, but you guys don't. I had cancer a couple of years ago, chemo, whatever. And then afterwards, I was in a really bad place mentally, mm -hmm. physically. I was not I was not doing good things to other people and to my body and all the things. And you do those things when you're not in a happy place, when you're not yes. in a centered place and you to get back to the good place. Sure, we all might be talking about the person doing bad things, but we can't like change them. You can't, no. there's nothing you can say or do that's gonna stop them from doing what they do. It's only when they realize, oh shit, everyone's talking about me. Maybe I should take that as a reflection of something that I'm doing and then work on myself. That's when I think they do it. And then everyone will be there for them when they are finally in a good place, right? You guys still, mm. still love this, Barbara. Mm. Mm. I the hope. Part, the mm. one I'm talking about? Yeah, I could do with that. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, on that Good. note, I think we're going to take we get a to the next quick topic? break. Yes, we're going to yes. take a quick break and then we're going to dive right into our second golden topic of the day. So the next golden topic that we're going to discuss is one of my favorites because it's it's again sort of like what we were talking about earlier the well-meaning friend and then the advice that they give that turns out to be fully <laughs> shit advice um 
uh, which I I will admit that I think I am sometimes the one giving the advice that is shit because I am I love embarrassing situations that sometimes can you know it's fine for me but not everyone finds it so fine um, and other times I'm the one who receives the advice. Do you guys have that in your experience? The example on the show, one of the examples at least, there's many examples, is Blanche suggesting that Dorothy definitely 1000% it's totally normal and it's a safe and smart thing to do to go out with a priest and to um try to flirt and and well basically have sex with a priest yeah uh, let's let's play that clip let's play that clip yeah I hesitate to say this but something in Frank's eyes says to me he he thinks of you as more than just a friend Blanche the man is a priest the man's a man I'm not going to listen to this. I know what I'm talking about because I was in a very similar situation once and he was a man of the cloth. Oh, totally dedicated to his vocation, or so he said. But his eyes told me he was dedicated to me. Now, we both knew it was wrong and we fought our feelings with ever bone in our hot, long and writhing bodies. <laughs> Finally, it was just too much for us and we gave up and checked into a Best Western. <laughs> You had an affair with a priest. Priest? I didn't say he was a priest. I said he was a man of the cloth. He was a fabric salesman. <laughs> you know, we never made love again after that, but he did cover my lazy boy for free. <laughs> Wonderful, Blanche. So good. It's so it's good. Great. It's so good. And also, of course, covering the lazy boy for free, that's expensive. It yes. is expensive to reupholstering. Re is no joke. Yeah, yeah. It is no joke. And of course, like, you know, Blanche plants us in Dorothy's head that that this priest is is in fact interested in her. And she ends up making a fool of herself when wow. she believes that he wants to date. And he's like, oh, no, I am a priest. Um, and of course, she's upset with uh, Blanche for it. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like I don't know. Blanche made a really convincing argument. You know, what do you guys have you guys? What's, what's your bad advice from friends? Can you relate to this? Chalavi, do you have one? I feel like, I feel like the bad advice that I've been given is, is anything that makes me feel bad about myself, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, you know, I've been told like, and, and again, like th this is probably very specific to my experience as a person of color growing up in mostly white spaces. It's like, it's usually like some sort of advice that means that I should not speak up or, you know, like, you know, don't say anything, just just let it, let it go, you know, like, and I've, yeah. I've done that. So for so much of my life that it's taken me so long to speak up for myself. And so like, I feel like bad advice is usually revolving for me around like people saying like, oh, relax, don't be so sensitive, you know, mm -hmm. that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's where I'll take that. Friends, I will say that. Yeah. yeah. Be sensitive. Speak, do your thing. Speak up. Yeah. Be, be you. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. no. Yeah. And I do feel, and I do hope Polly, for you and for me and for anyone that has felt small from a friend mm -hmm. that the friend either they're whatever tier of the friendship cake they're on that they are just becoming not the woke police but at least just a little more sensitive and aware based on all the conversations that i feel are happening on social media and with you know with um <laughs> I want to I want to say riots but it's not riots with um protests Perfect. and with you know what I mean like speaking out and saying this isn't right you can't speak to people this way be more self-aware and be sensitive yeah. ask questions yes. you know like you I think H. Allen you said this on our podcast like what do I say to you said something like that and you're like but you're putting me in a terrible spot like I need yeah. to know well, it was about it was about pronouncing names and it was about yes, the, pronouncing names the right. of, you know the and it's so interesting for me at least because now 
I find myself in sort of, you know, like I was saying before about sort of how the community that I'm immediately in because of being in this, I've been in a long time relationship with my boyfriend, but I'm now the minority in, it, in uh, the racial minority in my community, basically, where the immediate people in my life are all people of color. Mm -hmm. And I see the little things that 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 I've grown up with that I've just assumed are okay or whatever in myself that then I can rework and rekindle and have that own conversation with myself and the growing and everything that you need that I think everyone should be doing in these spaces yes. so that you know they are they aren't giving advice like what you were saying earlier about how people make you feel uncomfortable about speaking up and stuff and it's like mm -hmm. it's 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 this weird that it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay. It's okay <laughs> it's for totally people okay. to be uncomfortable. I really do feel that. But it's okay for anyone to feel uncomfortable because we learn and we grow from being uncomfortable. Well, let me tell you mm. when it wasn't okay to be uncomfortable because here's my story. You ready? <laughs> yeah. I became friends with a hairdresser here due to meeting them with red carpet events and whatnot. And this um, person is wonderful. We'll, we'll call this person priest, okay? Mm. So priest and I become, you know, also good friends. And then that person, then priest becomes my hair colorist oh. out of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the show that I did for four years. So once Crazy Ex stopped paying for that hair color, I continued with priest to keep coloring my hair. Well, I think priest started getting into issues with alcohol. Oh. And there was one time or two two color moments where priest was like we should put red streaks in the front of your hair and this was like 2018 and i was like oh okay and he would and they would basically like I started realizing that there was a bar near the salon and the bar would be a touch and go in between appointments. That person started confiding in that with me. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I was getting uncomfortable. And I was just like, I, I don't know if I should say something, blah, blah. And then it was kind of, I became part of the mess where that person colored streaks in the front of my wow. hair and the event and, and the whole appointment became like four hours. It was like the day before Thanksgiving. Nobody else was in there. The two other hair salon, uh, professionals in there were looking at me and basically mouthing i'm so sorry the whole time wow. i am oh, the uh, wimpiest person at a hair salon like same, i same am just yeah. like it's fine no. it's fine it's you don't want that confrontation when you don't like mm -hmm. it yeah, no you say it's that. great you say it's great and then yeah. like a couple of days later when you realize you're like oh these are so all these it. different tones you text and you go hey can you recommend a really good purple shampoo? Because I've got cooler yeah. parts and warmer parts and you're hoping they'll be like, come back in and fix it. But you don't want to say, I don't love what you did. I'm, I'm yeah. exactly the like same way. Like when the way. girls and got I, all perms and they didn't want to say anything afterwards. They like, don't want to say anything. Yeah. Exactly. And this person, like the, the conflict of being my, like the person I hired and I was yeah. paying a lot of money for, and then not saying, hey, dude, I think you're drunk. And I think this is becoming oh. a problem. I don't know if this has been a past problem, but it is right now. And get yeah. your hands off my hair. You're ruining my hair. And I didn't text back a few days later. I literally ran away. And I was like, I got to get home. I got to get home. I got to get home. And I told Philip, I was like, I, this is the worst thing ever. I have to call someone else. Someone has to fix it. Yeah. And I haven't spoken to that friend ever again. Oh my God. I can relate to that. I can yeah. fully relate to that. I had, I had a years ago when I was dating, I had someone suggest, this is when I first moved to Los Angeles. I, we're all newbies to Los Angeles, not new right now, but we've, we were not from here originally. Yes. I moved here. And someone suggested, a friend suggested that the, the person asked if I want to go on a hike for a date, right? Like for a first date. 
And I was like, well, sure. If that's what people in LA do, sure. The worst advice, the worst suggestion. My friend was like, do it. Yeah, everyone does it here. Do it, do it. I went on that date. I looked so horrible. I was a sweaty, exhausted. I was out of shape. I was heaving going into Griffith <laughs> Park. I was, I was looking, I was literally like the worst example of what I was the example of what is not fuckable. And I have had a strained relationship with this friend ever since because of that advice. To the point where I'm in your boat. I don't text them often during the during the pandemic, like the the, the the first year during the lockdown. I looked at my phone because we texted recently, and I was like, "Oh wow, I didn't text them once during the pandemic." Like yeah. when you didn't text a person during the pandemic, they're not your friend. They are not your friend. If you did not text and communicate <laughs> with this person while we all were locked in, then you were. That means you were never bored enough to communicate with someone you don't care about. Like. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so I've never I've never texted priests since. And I what I do hope is that something was intervened to understand what was going on. And I just didn't feel the friend to do that. I didn't yeah. feel the bulldog in that moment, the French bulldog, per se. And mm -hmm. um, my hair has never had a highlight ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it straight. I now, will. Solid it, brown. You and I have very, very similar bad <laughs> advice stories, Gabrielle. Mine, I am still friends with this person. Um, maybe I'm the only one in this, uh, this, this foursome right now who's still friends with the person that gave me bad advice. Mine was, I feel like very <laughs> harmless bad advice. Um, in my twenties, I lived in New York. My friend and I were watching the 1992 classic movie hook as you do. Oh, yeah. um, and you know, Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell, she has a pixie cut in that movie and very appropriate for the character. And my friend was like, I think you would look great in a pixie cut. You need to do it. No. And oh God, was, don't do it. This was a friend who <laughs> hey, was like, you I know will tell you happens. not to do it. <laughs> this was a friend who had never steered me wrong before, especially when it came to like fashion stuff. Like this was someone who I was always a little jealous. I was, was like, like a homosexual. Oh, that's a cool look. No, 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 no. Just a very, oh. very fashion forward woman. Um, and so, uh, and at the time I had really long hair. Um, it was summer in New York. It was a gajillion degrees out. My hair is very thick. So I was like, you know what? This sounds like a great idea. I get the pixie cut. It <laughs> sucks. It looks terrible. I have like a weird cow lake that was just really emphasized. I would it doesn't go well with the shape of my face. Literally, <laughs> if you would have told me that you got this pixie cut because of Julie Robinson hook, I would have been like, Carrie, she didn't have the pixie cut for hook. She had it for sleeping with the enemy. That's why she looked she, ridiculous. No, she had it in hook. She did, but it carried over from sleeping with the enemy. Oh. It, it was a bad year for her hair. Got it. But wait, <laughs> Steel Magnolias, was it short for Steel Mag? Did she oh, actually cut was it or was that a wig? That was a wig, right? For sleeping with the enemy, it was not a wig. She cut it to hide her identity from her abusive husband, which she then successfully escaped, but he came back, but then she got back at him. No, Laura, I've seen yeah. the movie. Yeah. So, but, but here was the thing. My friend felt really bad. Yeah priest my friend priest um and she tried to buy it back she's like oh it'll grow out and as it starts to grow out it'll look better <gasps> turns out when my hair is growing up from a pixie cut it also sucks it looks terrible <laughs> so i didn't until it got past that weird flippy phase where it hit my shoulders so it looked bad for like a year and a half wow it looked really long. bad it oh, was I mean the you fact know. that you're still friends and you had to look at yourself in the mirror every day, remembering you took that advice. That yeah. is no bull. I, I think the reason that friend, I think, it, yeah, she's a good friend. I think the reason I kept our friendship together was that I had a boyfriend at the time who was like, it looks terrible, but I still love you. So at least <laughs> I was like, 
I'm not, I don't need to try to date while this is going on. Right. Yeah. So I, I made it work, but, uh, but Priest didn't yeah. ruin everything. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I will never, ever, ever. It was, it was, a it was a shame. That, that's, oh, that's insane. That, yeah. I, and, and I also want to watch sleeping with the enemy now. Cause that is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> do Great. I need to send you a photo of me and with my red stripes for your blog? Yes. Like, are we going to do it like a little comparison before oh, and after? I feel like we yeah. should do a you, you a with your red stripes and me with my pixie. I do. I have it. Yes, I will have. Uh, yes, I have it. I have it. See it. The so hair cool. thing is so part. Like every, we are very. I mean, hair is such a personal thing. Like it's it really powerful is like thing. such a big. It's such a powerful thing. Like it's a controversial thing. Yeah. Right. And so, like, I can see how this is like a and and like because I I used to have really long hair too because I this is my natural hair texture and I've always wanted to go short and I only went short nine months ago. Like oh, this wow. is the shortest my hair has ever been. I love it. Uh, thank you. Um, and I actually had a like only like two literally two people they're like don't do it don't do it and I was like no you have to understand the emotional value that this is going to give me for doing being able to do this it's, it's gonna liberate me you know yeah. and they're like don't do it and then I'm still friends with those people but afterwards they were like okay it looks great yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay to be wrong I mean I, yeah. if Harry wanted to get a pixie done now I'd be like great but if she told me that it was a pixie cut based off Julia Roberts hair from <laughs> 1991 and 92 era I would immediately be like red flag red flag oh do not do it yes. <laughs> run away oh, that was oh my gosh this has been such a fun adventure to go on with both of you um Gabrielle Pallavi thank you so so much for joining us today on out on the lanai where can people find you on social media? And do you have any fun projects, any fun, anything coming up that you're excited about? Pallavi, you go first. Me go first? Yeah. Um, sure. Uh, so I'm at Pallavi Sastry on everything. Um, and uh, we can probably tag it, right? You guys are going to tag yeah. it in, the, yeah. in the notes. So you can see the proper spelling of everything. Um, I... Uh, made my first feature film as a producer this last year. Oh, and that congrats. movie is going to, thank you so much. Um, I'm also in it and it's going to be on HBO Max in uh, the spring. Um, <laughs> congratulations. So What's the name Thanks. of it? It's called Land of Gold. So go to, go, you can find it. I talk about it all the time. So yes, yeah. congrats. That's very exciting. Well, thank you have you. to, because you produced it. That's why. Yes. <laughs> talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. <laughs> Um, you can find me at Gabrielle Ruiz um, on all the things. I'm working super hard to make my TikTok cuter. Uh -huh. And um, right now I have been welcomed with open arms um, into the Star Trek world. I'm on Lower Decks, the animation oh, series. Yes. And I'm a Best Vulcan. Team. Yes. yes I'm it. a Vulcan. And it's just such an honor to be a part of. And there's a lot in store for Talyn that I can't wait for the fans to see. And then lastly, What Are Friends For is our podcast together. Pallavi and I have are on our sixth season. We do talk about adult friendshiping, romantic friendship, how to how to handle platonic love and just admit that you love your friend sometimes the longest relationship of your life and how hard it can be. And when they, when they, when they break up, you know, so please follow us. We love to talk about friendship too, just as much as we talk about work. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. And I feel like golden girls fans, especially uh, will love uh, what are friends for, which is also on the hoo ha ha network, which you guys are all into the hoo ha ha network. So just scroll you on over it. past you our podcast. It. Yes. Yeah. And listen to uh, what are friends for. Thank you so, so much uh, for joining us today. And remember to stay golden. Yeah. You would see the biggest gift would be for me and the car.